Welcome to the Sunday message from Hollyview Church in Boring, Oregon. We gather every Sunday morning at 1030 as a worshiping community of Jesus followers on mission to see God glorified in our lives, our cities, and around the world. At Hollyview, the Bible serves as our foundation and guide for both life and ministry. It tells the story of God and the story of us. We believe the better we know the themes and flow of the biblical story, the better we will be able to find our little place in God's grand storyline. Thank you for joining us. And now here's this week's message from Hollyview Church. Keep on walking in the spirit from special guest speaker Juan Peralta, executive director of No Way. He's in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Buenos dias, everybody. Let's do it again. Buenos dias. Very good. Uh, it's new opportunities in education. Uh, so, but we mainly teach English. Uh, it's an outreach uh, program, and it's a place where lives lives are transformed. Uh, our vision statement is uh, people educated, Christ revealed, and lives transformed. So it's an after-school program. We supplement the public education system in, in Morelia, and <coughs> we have three centers now in Morelia. I was a part of the program back in 1996. Woo, long, long time ago, right? But it is an honor to be here. I'm going to be talking a little bit about what we do, and then I'm going to be talking about the Word of God, because that is why we are here. Christ is the reason why we're here today. Um, what, a, what a gift we've been given with uh, being a part of the body of Christ. Don't you believe that? No. So I listened, I heard a story about Jesus and his disciples um, one time um, talking to each other and saying like, hey, which, wh what do you think we're going to be speaking, the language that we're going to be speaking in heaven? And then they were like, well, it's going to be Hebrew, right? Because... You know, this, that's, that's our mother language. And then they're like, no, maybe Greek, right? And then an, an, a contemporary apostle came and said, like, no, it's got to be English because it's worldwide sp spoken, right? And then by then, Jesus came in and said, buenos dias. So we all know, we all know which is the language that we're going to be speaking in heaven. But uh, um, so my name is, like Joel said, Juan Peralta. And um, I enrolled Noe Center back in 1996. And uh, my story is a story of a lot of kids in different areas of their lives. And uh, I believe that when you're in between 15 and 20, 22, you're going to be making the most important decisions in your life. You're going to decide probably what you're going to do for the rest of your life as a career. You're probably going to decide who you're going to spend the rest of your life as a companion. But most importantly, you're going to decide your, what you're going to believe, your faith. And uh, that is a crucial time, and we like to take that opportunity. So I remember when I was a student there, and uh, it all started in my house, you know. Uh, my mom, Latino moms are really pushy. Not American moms, just Latino moms, right? So she would come and say, like, look, you got you to gotta, uh, study English because English is going to open doors for you. And I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want, why would I want opens to be door for me? Like, I don't, I didn't, it didn't make sense to me. So, and uh, she would keep on saying that and said, like, I registered in this uh, English school. And it's like, oh, mom, come on. And it's like, yeah, you don't want to end up like your cousin Lupe, right? And I was like, my cousin Lupe? What's... So anyways, I went to the classes, and then I got to the classes, and uh, the teachers would say, hey, you know, Juan, God has a purpose for you. The theme verse for Noe, it's uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Uh, <clears throat> and then they would say that. And I was like, well, yeah, you, you know what? 
you gotta say that because you're you're the teacher, right? That's I was like being a, a rebellious teenager, right? Like no, that's that's your job. That that's why you're saying telling that. And I would come back and tell to my mom, hey mom, like this teacher is having telling me this, and she's like, yeah, that's what I've been telling you too. And it's like, oh, maybe you're calling them, you know? You can like, you gotta tell this to Juan. And then I would go to church, and uh, same thing would happen, right? The pastor would say, like, you know, God has a purpose for you. He's gonna do mightly things through your life. And I was like, yeah, you you gotta say that you're the pastor. Come on, you know, that's that's your job. And um, the reason why I'm telling this story is because I know the youth group is about to go down there. And I just want to challenge you to take every opportunity you take to turn any conversation into a spiritual conversation. Because that can transform somebody's lives. I remember that there was a team when I was a teenager there. And uh, they were spending time with us, you know. They were hanging out with us. They got sick with our food, you know. Uh, cheap tacos, we took them to cheap tacos and they got really, really sick. We're not doing that for this youth group, don't worry. It's all going to be safe, we're going to be clean. And um, so the last day that they were there, we, were, we got to practice our English. So that really, really helped me um, in my self-esteem. Uh, when I was a teenager, I was a really introverted um, teenager, really insecure. So nailing a conversation with an American speaker was like, I mean, like, really uplifting to me. So they spent time with us. They helped us with our English. And then the last night, they were there. They were praying over us. And the funny thing is that I don't remember the name of the lady who was praying for me. All I can remember is that she was blonde and had blue eyes. So, you know, there's a few of those uh, people here today. Uh, but uh, so she was praying over me, and she's saying, like, you know what? God has a purpose for you. He's gonna, and it was the same message. And I just feel really challenged uh, and just thinking, like, what are you going to say now? This person not only came to spend time with you to deliver the same message, uh, she paid for her trip instead of going to Cancun or Baja, you know, or any other place in the world. She came to talk to you and tell you the same message. So it really sinked in in me, you know. So when kids come, we... Uh, try to have a relationship with them, and then when we talk to them about having a personal relationship with God, it sinks, sinks in with them, because that's the language that we've been using with them. So it is an opportunity to do ministry in a different way, building relationships. You might not be building a house, you might not be building a building, which we can probably talk about that later, because we want to grow noise centers and all over around the world, but this trip, it's like building relationships. So I just want to challenge you to take that every opportunity you have to say, like, how is your walk with God, you know? And don't be afraid that they're going to be like, oh, are they going to be offended or are they going to... No, because we, we kind of, like, prepare them for this. Like, we tell them, like, look, at these guys are coming from all this, all the way down from, from Oregon, and that they're spending their money, and they're spending time here with you, so you just got to be open and receptive and sensitive to what they're going to say to you. So uh, it is amazing what those little seats do in their hearts because that's what happened to me and thanks to those little seeds and to my mom pushing and the teachers pushing uh, I'm able to be here today with you preaching in another language that it's not my home language and that is only because of God you know? so thank you for having me it's an honor for me to be here um, I think there was a typo on the program that you sent it said 300 minutes is that, is that right yeah 
Okay, 300 minutes, guys. Are you ready to jump, to dive into the Bible? Because that's uh, the reason why we're here. And let me just uh, pray before we talk about the Word. And I'm going to, of course, do it in español. Dios, te damos tantas gracias, Señor, porque podemos sentir tu presencia en este lugar. Gracias, Señor, por esta iglesia. Thank you for my brothers and sisters. Thank you for bringing us here together <coughs> to be part of your body, to be part of your church, uh, to be a light in, in a world full of darkness. I ask your blessing into this message. Open our hearts, our minds to your word. Let it be your word in us, working through us, shaping us, and making us more like you. Let us become less like us, Jesus, and more like you. Thank you so much for your word and for everybody who's here and every family that is represented here. In your name we pray, amen. Okay, so the title of this message, uh, it's keeping, Keep Walking on the Spirit. And uh, we're going to be studying 1 Corinthians 2, 14, if you have your Bibles with you. 1 Corinthians 2, 14. And the Word of God says this, But the natural or unbelieving man does not accept the things, the teachings, or the revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness, absorbed and illogical to him, and he is incapable of understanding them, because they are spiritually discerned and appreciated, and he is unqualified to judge the spiritual matters. So, Paul is... I love the teachings of Paul, and he's making a point here where he says, like, look, there's, it seems like there's two lives, right? Like a natural life, when you are born naturally, not by choice, you know? You don't say, like, I want to be born and, be, and go down to earth. You're just here, and um, then there's another life that it's a spiritual life. So we're going to be studying the first one, um, the natural life. Um, when you are born as a baby... The goal of your parents is to raise you and to make you independent, right? Um, it, it varies a little bit in between the, the, the human beings, but uh, so when you're born, you cannot walk or you cannot eat yourself. You have to be fed, and then little by little, you're growing and growing and growing and becoming more independent, right? Um, but in the, in the spiritual life, it is the other way, you know? You, are, you become a spiritual being by choice. You can decide if you want to follow the Lord or you can decide if you don't want to follow the Lord. And this is what Paul is telling us here. It seems like there are two kinds of uh, lives. And uh, it all starts when we are uh, growing up and then sin comes. And then sin wants to deceive us and make us go away, create a separation, right? Um, if you go back to the first, uh, the starting of the Bible, when you uh, study Genesis, you can see that with Adam and Eve, right? Adam and Eve were in the heaven and and the Adam, and then they were tempted by Satan, and then Eve uh, tried the fruit, and what happened? Did she die right there? Did a thunder come, a lightning come, and like killed her right there? No, and then she maybe she she realized and said like, "Whoa, maybe what this per, this animal told me it's not, you know, maybe I'm am I gonna die?" And then she kept sinning, right? And then sometimes we think 
like that too. Like we start growing and then we, the, the God wants to dwell in us and live in us, but then the enemy wants to do the opposite thing. So he brings doubts to our minds. He brings temptations to our minds. He troubles us and wants to afflict us and to make us choose not to believe in God, right? But the Spirit of God is going deeper than that and it's saying, I want, I want to have a, a live in you. I want, I want you to be, have a purpose. Um, so Adam and Eve, Eve didn't it, it sin and she didn't die, right? And then for a lot of us, sometimes it's like that. Like we start doubting our faith and start like hanging out with the wrong crowds, uh, start being selfish, you know, uh, start thinking about early things instead of spiritual things. And then nothing happens. And then you're probably like, well, it, I mean, yeah, then nothing is really happening. Um, and I, I bet that's what uh, Eve thought when she started singing. And then um, I think that when she found out that sin was actually, the, the pay of sin was death, it was when she saw her son Abel, Abel, and the floor all dead. So then she realized the, the, pay, the pay of sin is dead. Um, but God is merciful and he gives us a lot of opportunities every day. It's an opportunity for us to say, I'm going to choose to worship God. I'm going to choose to worship man. I'm going to choose to worship myself. And we just got to decide and we just got to say, Paul is saying us, telling us, if you're going to think about the worldly things, you're going to become uh, illogical uh, things. Spiritual things are going to be absurd for you. So you got to get uh, better than that, you know. Um, like I said, bad thoughts, questioning your faith, you know, in the times of Jesus and the times of Paul, the Jews asked, asked for science and the Greek asked for knowledge. And what Paul brought them, it was Jesus, the author and creator of the faith. So that is what we need in our lives. Uh, Jesus is the answer to all of our questions. Um, you just got to study deeper. Uh, I really like what you guys are doing, um, learning Studying the Bible together, I think that's really, really important nowadays. Uh, I think that it's something that as a Christians, we have to be more uh, involved in. When the author of Hebrews talks and he says, faith is like being certain of something, you know, having the knowledge. And it's also the knowledge and it's also the experience. Because some people have a lot of knowledge, but they don't have a personal experience with God. And then some people have a lot of ex uh, experiences with with what appears to be God in the emotional round, but then there's no knowledge, right? So they go together. It's like you're going to study the Bible and you need to pray. You can't just like, um, I have a prayer life, but I'd never study the Bible or go the other way around. So they come together. And I think it is a challenge these days to walk in the spiritual life and, and know that in the natural world, uh, our goal is to be independent but in the spiritual world, it's the other way around. Our goal is to be more and more dependent of God. And our biggest example, and the, the example by excellence, is Jesus Christ. He was always depending on his dad. He was always depending on his father. Um, when he started his ministry, that's the way he started it. When he finished his ministry, that's the way he finished it. You know, He was always intentional about um, seeking for opportunities to be and quiet times with his father and uh, that is what we need to to be doing today that is what it's i think that a lot of people um there's a phrase that i really like that says that 
We are spiritual beings just living an earthly moment. The problem is that sometimes we go the other way around, you know? It's like we're natural beings, we're human beings, just and every once in a while, every Easter, we have a spiritual moment. And that shouldn't be the way. Because at the end, what's everlasting, it's not our flesh, it's not our bones. According to the Word of God, it's our spirits. You know? But you have to submit your flesh, your thoughts, to your spirit. Because if you have, are, have, are living these two separate lives, things are not going to end up well. You know? you know what happens when the vision comes. You know? The vision dies and everything dies with it. So we need to step up and say, I want to have a personal relationship with God that it's depending uh, not on a denomination, you know, but it's, it's depending on my relationship with God, my personal relationship with God. And that's what I have to offer to others. And that's why we come to church, because we know that we're all imperfect people. But we come because we want to become more like Jesus. We want to change our ways. We want to do things the way he says it in the Bible. And I just think that uh, the, with the example of Christ, depending more and more and more on his Father, it's a, it's a loving relationship instead of a, a needing relationship, right? So um, that's the way I want my family to be with me. If I, my, my wife, uh, who I miss dearly today, this morning, uh, but I want her to be with me not because I am a provider for the house or not be only because I make her feel secure. I want her to be with me because she loves me. I want my kids to be with me and, and to obey me because I, they love me, not because I'm their dad and that's the way life is. I want to have a, a, a personal relationship with them, and that is what I want to have with God also, right? So there are two questions that I uh, just make me realize this. The number one is uh, a lot of times uh, people say or ask you, do you have, uh, is God your personal saver? And then it's like, yeah, I, I have God in my heart. I have it in my car. I have it in my kitchen, in my fridge, you know. Uh, but the question would be, does God have you, right? A lot of people say they have God, but then the way they live their lives, it doesn't really show that. The question should be, does God have you? I remember when I was dating my wife, um, every, every day, the first thing I thought when I woke up, it was her when we were dating. Uh, and the last, last thing that I thought at night, it was her. And I would do anything she would tell me to do. You know, I did some crazy things when we were dating, believe it or not. Uh, but you could tell that she had me around her finger. Right, because all I did was think about her, um, ask her things about her childhood. What's your favorite color? Uh, you know, what's your favorite food? All of those things, and so people could tell that there there was something different in me. You guys remember that when you were dating? Yeah, people could tell there's like a like a different look, different shine in your eyes. Um, and but now we're, we're now we're together. Now we're not separated, right? And maybe sometimes you feel like that with God. It's like, man, we, sometimes I feel like I'm separated. Well, that's an even bigger reason to be looking and seeking for Him, a relationship with Him. It's just like the worship band said, the creation shouts like, I'm here, I'm, I'm with you, I'm, you know, I'm the creator of things.
That is the best thing that we can have. Enjoy creation and the, by the relationship that we have with God. So the question is that, does God have you? you know? And then the second question is, do you depend on God based on what you've heard from Him or the family that you, that you were raised in? You know? What is your relationship with God like? Is it depending on that? Is it depending on maybe this is what I've been seeing people do and that's, that's what I'm going to be doing? You know, um, When you have doubts about God, who do you go and ask about those doubts? Um, Sometimes I, it, it is a little bit sad for me to know that um, when you're having doubts, you go and ask the wrong people, right? It, it would be like when I was in college, I majored in economics. And uh, it would be like for me to say, I'm going to go ask questions of economy to a doctor, right? And the doctor is probably going to say like, well, yeah, the economy, I, this is what I think about the economy, but he's not an, an economist. The other way around too, like if, if I was a doctor and I was going to ask uh, an advice for, for, for medicine to an economist, right? The economist is going to be like, no. So a lot of times I, I feel like we've been a little bit deceived and we go to the wrong places looking for the wrong answers. When the answers are right here in the church, that is why the church exists too. To teach us about God, to doctoring us about His Word, um, and this is the place where you guys need to come. This is the place where you guys need to come when you feel sick, when you feel weak, when you feel lonesome, where you feel lonely. This is the place where you need to come. You know, this is the place where you're gonna have hear people who are like saying, "I have the same problems that you guys have." You know, um, I like it because I know Joel for six years, and I can see his scars. You know, and he can see my scars. And that gives me the moral confidence and authority to talk to him and say, like, look, man, like, I love you and we need to get closer to God. So how are how is your relationship with God? Are you depending on that? If you were to evaluate yourself, would you be is your flesh, is your mind submitted to the word of God, to the spirit? Or it's a little bit separated, you know? The truth is like everybody believes in something. Even the atheist, they believe in something. I was listening to an interview about a philosopher, a Mexican philosopher, and he was saying, no, I don't believe in God, but I, I believe in human uh, nature, and I believe that uh, we can do things. And I was, I was like thinking, well, he's still, he's still believing in something. Nobody dies an atheist, you know? <laughs> I was in a plane uh, two days ago, and when we were coming, there was a, a turbulence, and uh, you, you should have seen the people, right? Like some ladies were like, ah, you know. Uh, so nobody dies an atheist. The question is, what are you believing? Why are you believing in that? What is your source of truth? You know. And um, the challenge is mighty. The challenge is great because there are a lot of people out there who don't believe in anything, who don't believe in, in themselves, who don't even believe in nature, who is like saying, like, I don't have a purpose in my life. And God wants to give them a purpose. And the church's uh, mission and work should be to bring them into the Word, to say, God has a purpose for you, you know, just like He did with me, and I'm sure like He did with all of you. And um, like I said, 
It is a blessing and an honor for me to be here. Um, we have an exchange program at Noe, and I, some some of you might know of that or not, but one of the students is here, uh, Carla, and she has a, a life-transforming experience um, of just like feeling like that, feeling lonely, feeling lonesome, you know, feeling like things were not going well. And then once she came and, and felt the love and the warmth of the body of Christ through Noe, that made her change her life, you know. And, and now she's she's here today. So um, our goal should be to be depending on, on the Lord. Our goal should be to be depending not on our titles, not in our skills, but in our relationship with Him. And it is a challenging thing because Paul used to say, we live in this body and our body wants to do the opposite of our spirit. So it is a constant battle, but... The good news is that through Jesus, we can win that battle. You know, Romans chapter 7, Paul says, like, what I want to do, I end up not doing, and what I don't want to do, I end up doing. And he's like, who can save me from this body of sin? You know, And then on chapter 8, he, com he, he answers himself and says, it's through Christ. You know, he can, he, can, he can help me with this. You cannot do it on your own. You need Christ, and you need a group of believers who can help you pray and, and deal with all those problems that you have. So, would you bow down and pray with me, please? God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you that um, we can depend on you, Lord. We can depend on your on your power and you, what you did on the cross for us. Thank you so much for this group of believers. Thank you so much for this church. Um, because I know the challenge is big in, in this community and in the city of Portland. We pray for the, the city of Portland, uh, all the cities around it, uh, for the leaders, Lord. Uh, we just lift them up, and without being judgmental, we just pray that uh, you will be with them. Thank you so much for the leadership here, and thank you so much for everything you're doing and you will do through this body of believers. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this message from Hollyview Church. We invite you to join us in person for our worship service every Sunday morning at 1030. You can find us on Southeast 257th Avenue, just off of Highway 212 between Boring and Damascus, Oregon. Or find us online at hollyviewchurch.com. Together, we are being shaped by the gospel, rooted in God's word, to share God's grace and truth. Again, whether online or in person, Thank you for joining us here at Hollyview Church. Mm -hmm.